welcome to The Farm. Today we're talking, you've married a farmer, now what? And our guest today is Courtney. Courtney, can you please tell me a little bit about yourself, your family, and the farming situation you find yourself in? No worries. So, um, once again, sorry about the background noise of my 18-month-old sitting next to me. I'm Courtney Trithui, and I live on Kangaroo Island, um, right in the middle of the island, on a predominantly sheep-run farm with some seed potato on the side and some marin. Um, and there's myself and my husband, Zach, and my three-year-old Hudson and my 18-month-old 18 18 Harper. And so can you tell me your role in the farm as well as your husband? Yeah, so my husband's um, predominantly does most of the work. Um, I'm just sort of the person that holds it together at home predominantly. I also teach part-time, so I work two days a week at our local school. Um, other, yeah, you can go outside. <laughs> other than that, I'm the, um, yeah, the person who, if Zach needs some sheep taken away, we get the call up to go and do that. Um, I'm often the Uber Eats lady, which I call, so <laughs> like to deliver the lunch at times when he needs, or um, yeah, just if he needs a helping hand around the place, we we help out where we can. It is tricky with two little kids, but we do the best that we can. But we're predominantly, yeah, we just mostly at the moment. I'm just the mum at home, not just the mum, but the mum at home raising the kids and yeah, helping out inside where we can. Yeah short break on today's episode and give a shout out to today's supportive link thermomix what is thermomixing it's cooking whatever you want to cook it's cooking without being able to cook it's cooking something you've never been able to cook like this or this or that yeah. it's having thousands of recipes at your fingertips it's whipping up espresso martinis for a hot date making seafood chowder for the boys or healthy meals from whatever's in the fridge. Even that? It's being part of a community. It's being connected to experts. It's saving time. It's stepping up. It's creating meals from scratch. It's having your family look at you and say, Wow. By letting you be the cook you've always wanted to be. At the flick of a smart switch. We don't cook. We don't <laughs> Now back to today's episode. In agriculture, there's no day that is the same, but can you give me an outline on your daily roles and responsibilities? Yeah, so we, depending on when the kids get up, we get up with them and um, we sort of share the load actually about getting up in the morning. My husband, he's not your typical farmer that likes to get up at sunrise. If he can sleep in, he will definitely try and grab that, but we, we share the load in getting up in the mornings and um, just getting the kids organised. Uh, and then often Zach will head off to work and we sort of give the big wave goodbye and do this all the stuff around the house. We check the eggs and um, feed the chooks and do all those kinds of things. And then we either we try and get out a bit, whether that's out on the farm with Zach if we can or go visit him or we have a really great um, community of mums around us so if not then we're out and about um, exploring Ireland and doing things like that around the place too so yeah it's a pretty nice lifestyle at the moment um, and I think my kids are your typical country kids they don't like to be stuck in the four walls of the house so 
yeah, we definitely try and get out and about a bit yeah. too. Courtney, how long have you been on the farm there? And were there any surprises or hurdles when you first moved to the farm? Yeah, so I think I worked out the other day that we have been here for about 10 years now. Um, and I was not naive to farming. I actually grew up in the city, um, but my dad grew up on a farm and was the livestock buyer for Woolworths, so bought all the lands across South Australia um, for the majority of his career. And so, yeah, he came from a farm. My uncle still lives on the farm, so we spent a lot of time as kids up on the farm, so I wasn't too naive to farming. But I think it's a, it is a bit of a shock to the system when you don't have access to all the things you want at the tip of your fingertips and... I think too, being on the island, one of the hardest things and mental barriers I had to come over was that you're kind of really isolated in a way. Like it's not as simple as getting in the car and driving. We're very dependent on the ferry and the boat. And that was tricky to get my head around. Um, yeah, that, you know, if you leave and you leave something behind and you're 10 minutes away, you, you just have to leave and keep driving because you might miss the boat. So think that's been the hardest thing to overcome and yeah something I'm used to now but yeah just that's the hardest I think. So we were talking about um, being you know dependent on those fairy times so is there any um, tips or tricks that you do to try and get out the door uh, before you're going to the fairy or any set routine just to make that transition a little bit easier? Yeah so I think it's just being really prepared the day before I mean we were only just saying the other day that we're still in our headset that we can pack up and leave in 30 minutes but with kids that's just really different and so um, we just make sure that we're packed before I always try and give myself the whole day to pack and make sure I've got everything um, but also making sure that before we leave I just check the bare essentials like I've got my phone my wallet you know, my charger and then anything else that I've forgotten. Often we're going to the city so I can just buy it in the city. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, and just, you know, trying not to stress if you do forget things because, yeah, it's not easy to travel back home and get it and you just make do with what you, you've got. I think that's a bit of a farming mentality too. This is what you've got and you just deal with it and make it work with whatever whatever you have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And how long does a typical round trip take to do groceries and things? Uh, so we live 50Ks out of the main town. So it's only 50Ks, but it's only a half an hour um, drive, So yeah. which is pretty good. Um, I don't mind. I, I used to work in there, so driving in and out for me is not much. My husband doesn't often get in there and he's like, oh, you're going to Kingscote today. Like, That's a long drive. I'm like, well... Not really. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm really fortunate in that it's only half an hour away and then we're only 10Ks out of our main, um, out of a little town that we sort of live out of and so if I, you know, you need to go get some milk or something like that, I'm really lucky it's only a 10-minute drive to, to go and grab some milk and bread if we need. Excellent, excellent. And so what was, were you given any advice when you first moved there? Yeah, I was thinking about this question and I mean my my cousins and auntie all grew up on the farm and 
I think lots of people can give you lots of advice and some can really stick with you and some can't and just sort of depends on what life stage you're in like the advice that I probably got when we first moved to the farm would be different to it to now that we've got kids and I think it's just um to double the time frame in which your husband says they're going to be home and just accept that that's what it's going to be so I always say that my husband has really bad time management but it's just I think he thinks the job's going to be 10 minutes and it's actually going to be 20 if he says it's going to be an hour it's going to be two hours so yeah just all those um yeah double the time frame and just yeah expect that and if they're home on time then that is a bonus <laughs> absolutely and what about now that you've got the kids with you on the farm I think um it's just to embrace that time that we have together and whether that is out on the farm together as a family shifting sheep or you know we really make sure that um Zach spends some time with them before bedtime and take advantage of the time that we have together is really important so that time after dinner between bedtime Zach always really spends quality time with the kids and plays with them while I just often tidy up around the place and I think that's really important because you know they don't really often see him and it might be that they're a bit razzed up before bed but it means that they get to spend some quality time with just their dad which you know doesn't often come <laughs> when the, the farm's involved so yeah and when you go down the paddock um, to help out or, or to go and see him what type of um, method do you use with the kids um I Hudson's really good he's three so he's you know super interested in it and he'll um often jump out and help Zach and actually I think he's probably done that from the get-go whereas we sort of would just send Hudson out with Zach and I'd stay home with Harper and it was the other day we sort of said oh actually she hasn't spent a lot of time out on the farm so um yeah often Hudson will go and help Zach and depending on the weather Harper and I will just hang back um a little bit or we will sit in the car and watch and I'll sort of describe to her what's going on and um yeah just depends on what we're doing if we're in the yards um I'll probably be carrying Harper around <laughs> and pushing sheep up and Hudson will be with Zach or yeah if we're shifting sheep we're all in the car um Harper's trying to drive the car and Hudson's just mucking around in there. So, yeah, yeah, just really depends on, on what we're doing. But I think it's important to get them involved um, just because, you know, like I look at Hudson being three and his awareness of sheep and what to do and his listening is really good. Um, and it's probably because we've got him in there from, from the get-go. So hopefully half will, will be the same once we get her in there a bit more. Obviously... You've also got to keep an eye on them, um, particularly around sheep. They can be in the yards, a little bit hectic sometimes. So, yeah, keeping an eye on them at the same time, um, which I probably do while, yeah, more so than that because he's got to concentrate on what he's doing. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. And is there anything that you wish you knew before you moved to the farm? Oh, um not really. I think I think it's that time thing and I think too, you know, that the farmers can't always come to all the things that you want them to come to and 
and keeping in mind, I think at the start it used to really disappoint me a lot and I'd get annoyed and I'd think, oh, like I just wish, you know, why can't you just leave the farm and why can't you just come with me? And and just keeping in mind that it's not that they don't want to be with you, it's that, you know, sometimes the farm does take priority and you, you need to be aware of that and don't not go to things because of it. I think for a long time I just didn't go to things because we were busy but now I'm like, oh, no. I'm just going to take the kids and we're just going to go and we're going to have a nice time and it sucks that Zach can't be there. But, um, you know, one day he will be and that'll be lovely. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So it just depends on what we're doing around the place, whether, yeah, we can go. We shear in summertime, um, which is one of the nicest times on the island and it's a bit tricky, but I always try and take the kids down the beach by myself because, yeah, I think it's important that they get to enjoy the summer as opposed to yeah shearing all summertime so yeah absolutely and so how do you go logistic wise getting the kids to the beach and back I think I one of my biggest fears is water on the farm yeah so I've always got the kids whether we're in the channel or near the dams or, or yeah. anything like yeah. that they're in life jackets <laughs> yeah embrace the chaos a little bit but also be just watch them a lot so we um where our house is situated, we have marin ponds directly behind us. And from the get-go, particularly with Hudson, we have um, always made him cautious of water and just, you know, just be careful when you buy the water, don't get too close to the water. And because accidents can definitely happen, um, we're, we're aware of that. Um, so just right from the start, we've been really um, conscious with him um, and Harper too, just to make sure we'll be careful there or you've got to hold an adult's hand and he knows he's not allowed out on the ponds without an adult um, or near the water without an adult. So I think too, I've only got two and whenever we go down the beach, it's mostly with friends. So between all of us, we are all keeping an eye on yeah. our kids and we pick um, the places to go where we know the beach isn't going to be too rough or anything like that um, and our kids don't go out too far but even when they're in the shallows you've got to make sure you, you've got your eye on them for sure and it is something that's really big as well and people don't always have access to swimming lessons. We've only just started swimming lessons. Um, a lady over here has just started them up and for me that was a big thing. I really wanted my kids to learn to swim, not to encourage them to go swimming in the dam but if they happen to fall I'd want them to know yeah. what to do. So it's just, yeah, making them not scared but aware of the water constantly. Yeah, I think, yeah, with our ponds around, it's something that I'm really conscious yeah. of. My two have zero fear when it comes oh. to water. And so swimming lessons yeah. for me was definitely like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is how like, you're going to grab to the edge. This is how you, you have to come back yeah. up. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just, it's so important and yeah, particularly, you know, Hudson, he's quite responsible for a three-year-old, but yeah, Harper is, and we have to work quite hard, I think, with her to make sure that, you know, she's a bit aware of that, but yeah, it's a big thing on farms and, you know, particularly with dams close by and we've obviously got all our ponds fenced off, but, you know, it doesn't take much and then they can be in and yeah so we're just really conscious of it um as a family and have tried to teach them from the get-go about it absolutely yeah so 
they sound like a some of the lessons you've learnt along the way. Was there other lessons that you've learnt since being on the farm for your ten years so far? Um, I think I I think it's just to be grateful. Uh, like I there's plenty of things that we can complain about being a farmer's wife and you know the farmer's always busy and the the farm always takes priority but on the flip side you know the farm gives us this beautiful life it gives us all this land that we can grow our kids up on and you know I look at friends that are you know on social media and they go to the farm in the city and they're feeding the animals or they're sitting in tractors and it's like a one day off and it's the best thing whereas my kids get to do that every day and you know we can go for a walk and we can go for a 5k walk and we're still on our property and you know during COVID in particular um, I just felt really fortunate to have so much space and yeah like I just I think that's a really big thing it's hard it is hard work being on the farm and there's so many things out of your control and there's really tough times and I think it's just sometimes stopping and taking a breath and feeling grateful for what you have and what the farm can bring you at you know in the good times too absolutely absolutely and so what would be some of your top tips that you would give to other people moving to the farm for the first time? Yeah, yeah. I think just go with the flow because, you know, it's like a typical day on the farm never works out how you want it to and you never really know what tomorrow is going to bring or the day after. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just to be prepared constantly for things to go wrong and then when they go right you're like oh that was a good day or you know <laughs> like it's yeah I think also I am really conscious that my husband works on the farm he lives on the farm the farm is his life obviously with us and so I'm just yeah when he comes home Lately, I've just thought, actually, no, it's really easy for me to go, here, have the kids because I'm exhausted, but maybe I need to be a bit more excited to see him and, and spend time together as a family because we are really lucky that he can come home at lunchtime and we get to see him at lunchtime and as opposed to him coming in and me going, oh, I'm so tired, the kids have run me to the ground today. I'd be like, oh, hello, yeah, like that's someone fresh and exciting. And I think, yeah, just to be aware that they are working hard too and I think since having kids, it's been really nice because now my husband doesn't come home grumpy. He comes home happy to see us, probably more so the kids. And so, you know, it's just being conscious that they work hard too and that the farm is actually really draining and really hard and to just be mindful of that sometimes. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a nice wife all the time, but... <laughs> Sometimes I am, I try to be a bit conscious that he's yeah physically and probably mentally exhausted from having to manage so much stuff around the place. And so if I can be a staple, happy person when he comes home, then I think that makes things a bit easier. That sounds really lovely. I think that's a really great tip as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's easier to say that than to <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if I can you know and even like before we had kids 
we would share the load a lot more with the housework and um, the cooking and things like that. But if I had since having kids, I always try and have dinner ready by six, six thirty, so that when he does walk in the door, we can sit down together as a family and eat dinner and the kids are bathed and then they get that time like I spoke about before just to to play and just be dad and not have to do do stuff around the place so yeah absolutely and what are your go-to recipes uh lots I actually Hudson really loves pasta so obviously staple spaghetti bolognese um we have a thermo mix too so Every now and again, I'm like, oh, I need to do a new recipe in the Thermomix and cook something up in the Thermomix. Um, we live on a potato farm, so and we have lamb, so if worst comes to worst, we always can do some lamb chops and potato salad or make homemade hot chips or something like that. So, yeah, we have a few. Sometimes I get stuck in my own recipes and do the same thing for weeks and weeks, but um, lately I'm trying to branch out a bit and, yeah. and do a few different things, so... Yeah, and the thermomix will help that with its cookie do. There's there's so yeah. many recipes on that. Oh, I know. And you know, one minute you're making a chocolate cake, and then the next you're doing, you know, a chicken salad or pasta or tuna mornay or something in yeah. there. Like it's yeah, so adaptable. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've only had one probably for six months now. They also yeah. make really good cocktails, which is <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> which is good for yeah yeah we have a yeah. few recipes I um used to do all the cooking for shearing so yeah I've had a few from them as well I didn't have a thermomix when I did that though and yeah, yeah when we got the thermomix I actually stopped doing a lot of the cooking but <laughs> <laughs> it would have been handy then. but it's there just in case <laughs> definitely yeah, yeah definitely awesome yeah so it sounds like um, you're working on a really nice life-work balance in, you know, taking those breaks and appreciating the quality time together. H- how else do you think that you're able to establish a work-life balance or are you able to work one in? Um, I think I, yeah, I think it's easy to sweat over the small stuff. But then in saying that, you know, I, on my work days, I pretty much get up in the morning, pack the kids' school lunch boxes, and then I leave. And I'm really fortunate that my mother-in-law lives five kilometres down the road, and then my husband can drop the kids off to her, um, and she has them for the day because the childcare is in Kingscote. Um, they are building one in the town locally. So, um, yeah, we're really lucky that she has them. Um, and then my work is now only 10 minutes away from um, home. And so, yeah, it's really lucky between the two of us. But it's also really, you know, Hudson will be starting kindy next year and he'll be able to get on the school bus in the morning and go into kindy. But then if I'm not going to be home to pick him up, my husband can always just meet him at the school bus and take him to work with him for the last, you know, two hours of the day or or whatever. And I think the farm life can be really easy to get caught up in the farm working full time. Um, but I think that's something my husband has been conscious of lately. Is see, I think kids has been a big thing, making sure that we are working with him or, you know, he comes home for lunch and plays or jumps on the trampoline with the kids for, and it might only be 10 minutes, but they just think he is 
the bee's knees and he's the best dad because he's the one who plays with them and he's the fun <laughs> but you know I'd, I'd prefer that as opposed to them you know him coming home and being tired and grumpy and and not wanting to do things um with them so I think yeah between the two of us we just try and balance out everything as best as we can we don't do it perfectly all the time but just being conscious of one another like Zach's really conscious that when I go to work they're my work days and I really have to um only work two days a week so I try to really smash out as much as I can um in those days and yeah he's really conscious of of that um that you know I just pretty much get up with kids make them lunch and then I go and he does most of the drop-offs and things which is really helpful that it's at his mum's house just down the road (laughs) yeah we're really fortunate in that sense yeah Courtney that comes to the end of my official questions was there anything else that you wanted to add um or talk about today especially for those who are moving to the farm for the first time and the advice that you can share with us I think just if you can get a community of particularly women around you, I think that makes a really big difference. I remember um, a friend of mine, we both moved over here at a similar time. She was a teacher as well. And we were sitting on the beach one day just chatting and we said, oh, we're sort of stuck here forever now, aren't we? Because the farm is forever. And she said, yeah, but at least we're stuck here together. And I said, yeah, I think it's so true because, you know, it is hard. It's a beautiful life, but it's a hard life and can be really isolating. And if, if you can find people around you that, you know, you can go out and have coffee with and spend two hours complaining about how frustrating it is that your, you know, your husband takes two hours to get home or whatever it is or, you know, even just to be off the farm, talking about something that's not farm-related is really important. So, yeah, find a community of people because it's isolating and if you've got good people around you it makes the world of difference I think and where did you find your community um literally in the community (laughs) I play play sport at our local club and um a lot of them are from there but since having kids too I go to all the um play groups and you know any of those um parent workshops and things like that and I always make sure too that if there's a new mum there just to introduce myself and you know it can be once again having kids as well can be super isolating so it's really important to just get out and about and get involved in something whether it is your local club even if you don't play just going out there and helping out or you know an arts group or something where you can just meet some people is super important and it's daunting to do that to start with but most country people are really lovely and will generally introduce themselves and yeah so get out and about because the farm is amazing but it can be all-consuming sometimes and so I think it's important to have a little bit of a life outside of it too yeah absolutely absolutely so thank you very much Courtney for coming on today I hope you have enjoyed sitting down and having a chat with me. If you have enjoyed this episode of You've Married a Farmer, Now What? Then please be sure to like, subscribe and leave a comment. It helps us get found by other farmers' wives and those moving to the country and to a farm. If you enjoy tips, tricks and hacks, then this channel is for you. Until next time, 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much.